What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast, our mission to spark hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. When you finish a podcast, our hope is that our community would be inspired to live different, to live freely and boldly because of the love of Jesus. We'll be your hosts. I'm Zach. And I'm Brooke. Let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's edition of the Built Different Podcast, week two of our mental health awareness series. You guys, we have another amazing guest that I'll be announcing here in just a second. But to begin, I wanted to kind of highlight the topic that we'll be discussing today. It's the most prominent mental health challenge and struggle that we're facing in our country, culture, and society right now, and it's that of stress and anxiety. A couple verses up front that really, you know, ring true when it comes to this be anxious peace is 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5. It says that we're called to actually take every thought captive, right? Or to make it obedient to Christ. Philippians 4 6 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. A couple verses later, Philippians 4 8 says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, then think on these things. I know what you're thinking. I've thought it too. Sometimes it can be really hard to not be anxious. Sometimes it can be really hard to focus on the positives when all we feel like we're surrounded by is the negativity of our day and age. And just thinking back on all the crazy things that have happened in the past couple of years, there's a lot of fear in our world and fear can truly be crippling. And that's what we wanna dive into today. You guys, today's guest is a very good friend of us here at Built Different and also at the American Association of Christian Counselors. His name is Dr. Greg Jantz. You guys, listen to these kind of accolades of his, if you would. He's been featured on AP, Reuters, ABC, Family Circle, Fox News, The New York Post, CBS, Yahoo News. He has 45 books. He's a best-selling author of 45 books on mental and emotional health, addiction, families, and so many more topics. He's also the founder of The Center, which is known to be a place of hope, ultimately bringing restoration and change within people's lives. You guys, this conversation is so enlightening as we're gonna be discussing the differences between some very common words and phrases that we use such as fear, worry, and anxiety. What are the differences? How do they kind of come together as well? We're gonna be discussing the ideology of anxiety, what makes some more predisposed to anxiety, as well as what keeps some people stuck in this ruminating pattern of negative thinking or a fearful talk. And ultimately, what we're going to come to are some helpful tips and techniques that we can start implementing in our daily lives, such as moving away from isolation and loneliness or the negative self-talk and implementing positive self-talk through the use of relationships, safe and secure people that can be pouring into us and holding us accountable for what our thoughts actually are. That's really what it means to take every thought captive. So my friends, without further ado, here's my friend, Dr. Greg Jantz. Dr. Jantz, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, good to be with you, Zach. Yeah. And we have a great, important topic. We do indeed, sir. I am so excited just to be sitting down with you to really just pick your brain, to just glean from the wealth of wisdom and knowledge that you have. It was so nice 
seeing you just a few weeks ago at the Mental Health Collective. You just have this amazing charisma and energy about you. And I'm going to read off some of your accolades here for a second. You're a best-selling author of over 45 books on mental and emotional health, addiction, families, and so much more. You're also the founder of The Center, which is known to be a place of hope for individuals to come all across the country just to spark change within their lives. You've been featured on AP, Reuters, ABC, Family Circle, Fox News, the New York Post, CBS, Yahoo News, and even more than that. So let me tell you something. When May is the Mental Health Awareness Month, I couldn't think of anyone better mm. than you to come alongside of us to help educate, equip, and encourage our listeners today on, like you said, a very important topic and what's known as one of the most prominent issues within mental health care, which is that of stress and anxiety. So mm -hmm. today, sir, how I kind of wanted to start out is I kind of wanted to just clarify some terms up front, right? There's very common terms that seem to be very similar that are always spoken of in our everyday life, which are fear and anxiety. First off, I want to know what are the differences between the two, but also kind of where do they connect? I know some people can say, hey, I feel anxious, but that's not the same as an anxiety disorder. And then, sir, where does worry kind of fit into the crevice of all of these terms as well? Mm. I do, thank you. And, and I think if we have worry, we have anxiety, and then yeah. fear, and fear encompasses so much. Well, what we do know is right now, this is the number one mental health issue here in uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. So yeah. I think every month right now is Awareness Month. We're seeing <laughs> a right. mental health crisis. Actually, the numbers have pushed us into epidemic levels. Mm. I would say that the next pandemic probably is the anxiety virus pandemic. Right. It is prevalent and mm. uh, people are paralyzed by what's happening. Well, worry. I think of worry this way. Worry is simply a mental process. It's all those what ifs. It's it's up here. Mm. I'm thinking about what if I uh, didn't say the right thing? What if I didn't wear the right thing? It, it's all the what ifs. And so it's worry. So it's a mental process. But yeah. if I keep recycling worry, Zach, over and over and over, I can create anxiety. Mm. Here's how you know if you have anxiety. You have that physical symptom. You got that pit in your stomach. Yeah. You woke up this morning and said, ah, you feel it and you can't seem to get rid of it. And maybe with anxiety, you've noticed my sleep feels disruptive. Mm. Feels like, wow, I wake up in the night sometimes, and maybe you've noticed your heart races a little bit. Uh, you're wide awake. Maybe it's a cold sweat. You know, yeah. it's like fear or anxiety is taken over during the night. Mm. Uh, usually anxiety, you may have headaches. You may have difficulty concentrating. There's always a physical side to anxiety. It is. Yeah. It is the number one, according to the World Health Organization. So they say a lot of things, but one of the things they're saying <laughs> is anxiety is the number one mental health issue for the world. Now, that's mm. huge. That's huge. Um, it's right. Second down is, is depression. Mm. So think of anxiety. It's got physical symptoms, and it's beginning to disrupt your life. Anxiety always robs joy. It takes away peace. Mm. And it makes it hard. I'm pointing to my prefrontal cortex. It makes it hard to make a decision if I'm yeah. full of anxiety. So mm. that's worry, anxiety. How about fear? Yeah. Oh, boy. Fear is interesting. And that fear can encompass worry. Fear can encompass anxiety. Mm. But fear, um, we can live with a spirit of fear. Right. Uh, I think it's 2 Timothy 1.7 that says that we have um, power, love, 
and God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So there's a spiritual or can be a spiritual side to fear. And that spiritual side to fear um, can it can get a stronghold in your life. You think about how does how does the enemy can control people? Well, fear and fear runs in herds. Um, People get afraid and we we kind of follow everybody else. So, you know, during the pandemic, one quick example, during yeah. the pandemic, we, we seen, we saw a lot of people running in herds of fear. Hmm. I, I, I'm from near Seattle. I'm not in Seattle, but um, yeah. we started, I don't know. Do you remember? We started the great Seattle toilet paper craze. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay. Somewhere at a Costco, not far from here, somebody <laughs> bought a whole lot of toilet paper and that person it started a chain reaction. People all over the country were buying toilet paper. Well, that was a fear response. Right. Everybody was, and it's like you ask somebody, why'd you buy toilet paper? I, I don't know. Everybody else was. Mm, <laughs> so that's right. Fear, fear runs in herds, and mm. you'll do things that you don't really know, why am I doing it? Well, I feel like I better do it. Everybody else says. So right. there's always a spiritual side when fear gets a stronghold in a person's life. I think that's great. Great start, right? Fear runs in herds. Anxiety robs joy, but also takes our peace. And I love what you're saying. That's kind of how the enemy loves to work best, right? It's through the power of fear, right? It says yes. that the evil run roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. That roar in itself, that is induces fear. It doesn't induce danger, but the fear itself is dangerous, sir. So as we go into the, kind of the second question, you've already kind of talked about a couple of signs and symptoms, but as you continue on when it comes to anxiety, what are some of those maybe red flags for some of our listeners that maybe they're experiencing to where, hey, it's to the point now where maybe you should seek help. What does that look like? Yes. So anxiety can take you down a road you didn't really want to go. And here's what happens. Anxiety levels go up. It stays chronic, so that chronic stress, chronic anxiety, and what will happen is you look for a way of escape. It's like, I I can't handle this anymore. And this is the third issue that's emerged, and that's addiction. Mm. So alcohol sales are at an all-time high. Oh, Mm. boy. I mean, we've made records and and sales of of alcohol uh, during the last two and a half years. And that's weird to say. Yeah. Um, but people are looking for a way to way to cope, right? And so alcohol is readily available, foods available, lots of different ways we can choose to cope. We can escape in the digital world, etc. Um, but what we do know is that uh, that fear and some of the symptoms it'll take you down a road of despair. Mm. People feel start to feel I feel despair. I can't really function. I feel isolated. I feel panicky. I look at my future. It doesn't look good. Uh, There's something else happening. I I call it anticipatory anxiety. It's like, Mm -hmm. I'm just waiting, Zach, for the next bad thing to happen. Right. Um, And if you've got your device and you're doom scrolling every day, you know, (laughs) in that hypnotic state of focusing on the negative, that's one of the issues that um, we're full of all the negative. Mm. And, And it does get that despair into your life. And when you get despair, this is where you start doing very extreme behaviors and you start thinking about, well, it'd be better off if I wasn't even alive. Mm -hmm. And so despair leads to despondency. Mm -hmm. So that's the path that can take us. 
Yeah, that's a powerful um, way of putting it, sir, that despair then despondency, like you're saying, because so many people are so easily take that path because of the negativity that we fill ourselves up with, because of the voices that we choose to listen, because of, like you said, doom scrolling. That's a great way of putting it. Mm -hmm. It is all over the news. It's all over our devices, our phones, and that's what we fill ourselves up with. So it's important to fill ourselves up with the right things. Dr. Jance, one thing that I've noticed when looking up the center in which you founded, like I said initially, to provide a place of hope to help people transform their lives is that you engage in a highly collaborative care program. Now, the word holistic care, right? I've read that you guys brought together a team of world-class professionals to address the medical, physical, psychological, emotional, nutritional fitness, and spiritual considerations mm -hmm. involved in the recovery process. Sir, you've also been a catalyst and a pioneering leader of whole person care for nearly 30 years now, dedicating your life's work to creating possibilities for others and helping people change their lives for the good. So first of all, I just want to say from myself, from everyone here at the American Association of Christian Counselors, and on behalf of all of our listeners, thank you truly will never be enough. You are truly a catalyst for something so, so good. And we are so thankful for you mm. and your heart and your willingness. But then second, what that kind of shows me when it comes to this whole person care mm -hmm. is that there are a lot of things that kind of contribute to maybe the onset of disorders, such as anxiety. We call that the etiology, right? The factors that play into it. So sir, in your kind of experiences and all the different things that you've seen, what do you find like kind of playing a significant role in predisposing people specifically to anxiety? Yes. And we, by the way, the last two and a half, three years, we've all li lived and we've been walking through anxiety. It's been, all of us have been faced with it. And there's a lot yeah. of, um, uh, folks that it's really been a big struggle, Zach. And it, what we know is, okay, well, what sets me up? Mm. Well, um, if I have any past post-traumatic stress disorder, I've had trauma in my past, uh, I've had maybe abuse, and we know that um, kind of the pandemic is a tipping point, or could have been uh, for many, that just kind of pushed you over the edge. It, it re-triggered a lot of trauma. So we look for, okay, post-traumatic stress disorder can be a, an issue. We also yeah. know if you've struggled with addiction, addiction, um, or you're kind of on that borderline of abuse between abusing, uh, maybe it's alcohol or food or prescription drugs. Um, the tipping point could be the pandemic and it pushed you over and now it's, it's daily use. I've seen uh, a lot of folks who did the quote work from home, which didn't really work well. Right. Um, we've seen individuals who uh, were in the IT and technology world. And uh, one of the things that, in fact, I was talking to a, an HR director at a large technology company in this area. And one of the things she said is the working from home didn't work well. We couldn't really manage people well, as mm -hmm. well as uh, we noticed that alcohol consumption went up and wow. we had individuals that would, you know, start drinking alcohol at four in the afternoon and then a few months passed and now they're starting to drink at one in the afternoon wow. and they're they're drinking as they're writing computer code so you know right, it's like right so that's part of what happened hmm. um we it, we see this influx of addictive behavior so that's a warning sign if i've struggled with addiction um i may be more set up to experience hmm 
maybe more anxiety. Uh, there's also medical issues that can set you up. Yeah. Uh, maybe you've had a thyroid issue. Um, I'm just using one example. A thyroid issue could uh, cause you to experience what we'll call biological anxiety. Your body's full of anxiousness. Uh, chemo, cancer treatments, uh, other medications can create a body that is full of anxiety. It's not because it's you're thinking, it's because your body's struggling and it's putting out anxiety. So mm. some of the things just to be aware of. Most definitely, sir. And I think, as you said, what the pandemic itself kind of did was I think it sparked a lot of isolation, right? And loneliness. Yeah. And we need relationship. My dad kind of always told me growing up that the antidote to trauma, in a sense, is healthier, secure relationship, right? We have to press yeah. in rather than pulling away. And I think that could be another big time contributing factor to anxiety, to fear, to so many things. You know, Dr. Jantz, one thing I want to touch on here for a second is that God truly wired us with some response to fear, right? When it comes to, for instance, mm -hmm. like an example, yeah. we see a venomous snake, right? We naturally mm -hmm. are going to have that fight or flight response, which is natural. And that's a good tendency that God gave us. But the problem is when that fear alert kicks on and the brain or the amygdala starts to activate and we yeah. turn into that hyper alert mode, right? And all of a sudden, what happens is we don't just have this stinking thinking, but it kind of turns into rumination. And that's where we really go off in a sense, the deep end and get into some severe trouble because we're constantly on hype alert and we can't turn it off or shut it off. It keeps messing with us. So Dr. Jantz, just for our listeners, can you help us understand maybe that brain, mind, body connection and how it kind of all incorporates into anxiety and what it can do to our entire body? Hmm. Yes. So an anxious brain uh, um, will be altered. Um, there's two important chemicals that we see changed. One is the dopamine. That's the feel good chemical. Yeah. Uh, God designed, you know, when you exercise, you increase dopamine. Mm -hmm. um, there's the serotonin. It has a lot to do with mood. I used to work in sleep research and yeah. serotonin has a lot to do with sleep and sleep cycles. So an anxious brain, we tend to decrease those chemicals. But we also know we have a second brain. It's called our gut. Yeah. And our gut is, is more and more, we're looking at, well, our gut does influence our brain. The two really work together. We have, we have a highway between our gut and our brain. It's called the vagus nerve. And um, your gut produces certain chemicals. It produces about 90% of the body's serotonin. So it leaves, leaves the gut and goes yeah. to the brain. But if that's not happening because of chronic stress, chronic anxiety, your body's not making uh chemicals it needs to make mm -hmm. uh, we know over time an anxious body or an anxious gut affects digestion mm -hmm. suddenly we'll see people that um are having food reactions or food allergies and they haven't had a history of it mm -hmm. because their digestion has been affected because of the chronic stress and anxiety wow. so the body does respond to it there's a very clear connection it doesn't happen all at once over time is where we begin to see really a deterioration of what's happening, that communication in the gut, the second brain, and this brain. So um, it does. And by the way, um, we see nutrient deficiencies. One of the things we do here in our, our medical team does some uh, testing and we'll look at, well, you know, people who have chronic anxiety, they tend to be low in certain nutrients. Uh, and what if we're uh, able to replace some of those nutrients? Uh, we even do what we call nutrient IV therapy, find wow. out what a person's 
deficient in and you replace those and the brain comes alive and you start to feel better. So we need to remember over time, anxiety, chronic anxiety will affect uh, our bodies physiologically. Wow. It's amazing, isn't it? How all of that is just so intricately connected yes. at the end of the day. Yeah, it, really, yeah. it truly is. It really gives off to me just signs of our creator and just how amazing he is as well. Sir, I think we got our fair share of our heavy dose of the educational piece of what anxiety is, of some signs and symptoms and within our everyday lives, how it can affect us. So now I kind of want to dive into the equipping aspect of our interview, right? So mm -hmm. what are some helpful and maybe practical tips and techniques for the everyday listener that we can kind of begin storing away and improving within our mental health hygiene that you, sir, have found beneficial in helping individuals manage and eventually lessening their levels of anxiety moving forward? I love how you said that in mental health hygiene. That's great, Zach. We do need to clean up our, sometimes we need to clean up our thinking. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we've, and it sounds simple, but, but give it a try over the next 30 days, um, mm -hmm. is when you start to feel anxious, change your physical environment. If you're at home or you're in a room or in an office and you're starting to feel that on a scale of one to 10, it's pushing a six or a seven, change your physical space. And one of the things to do is grab, let's see here, grab your bottle of water yeah, that's <laughs> okay, right. and, and head out, but go for a 20 minute and set the little timer on your watch, whatever, but do a 20 minute uh, walk with this water. And um, I want you to keep some physical movement going. Mm -hmm. um, physical movement tends to begin to lower anxiousness in the body. Yeah. So if you can catch it early, and it's just a good, it starts to teach your body um, to respond different to an anxiousness. So mm -hmm. um, be aware, 20 minute walk, drink some water, but there's one more thing I want you to do. Yeah. Here we go. I got an old fashioned three by five card. This, mm -hmm. this is how, how I used to study. You write all your notes on That's a three right. by five card. <laughs> Um, that was a while ago. So, <laughs> but maybe I'm going to put down uh, a verse or an affirmation uh, as a reminder. Uh, I need to renew my mind. And so, for God hasn't given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Okay, mm. I'm going to write that power, love, a sound mind, sound mind. That's what I'm going for. And yeah. so, I'm going to take this with me. I'm going to pull it out of my pocket and I'm doing that 20 minute walk. Mm. I just had a gulp of water and I'm going to read that out loud. Mm. Begin to say God's word out loud. Simple things, but yeah. um, get in a pattern, change your environment, create physical movement. Oh, by the way, water, water improves concentration. Mm. Water improves, um, it, which is important if you're anxious, um, lowers um, uh, blood pressure ultimately. Water serves so many functions. And if we're anxious, a lot of times we're dehydrated. So, and I know that right. sounded really simple. But start to do some of these simple things yeah. and just watch how your body responds. I love that. Those are very simple and practical tools that all of our listeners can begin implementing within our lives. Kind of reminds me of CBT. That's kind of what I practice yeah. out of is just thought, you know, identification, then thought stoppage or arresting the negative thought then replacing it, like you said, with the index card, something with God's <laughs> truth at the end of the day. And so that's yeah. kind of what I want to 
dive into here is just the spiritual side of things. You know, there are yeah. several verses and passages of scripture that really come to my mind, referencing in a sense, fear and anxiety. One of my favorite passages found in Philippians 4. Philippians 4, 6 says, be anxious for nothing, right? But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. A couple of verses mm-hmm. later, Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, noble, just, pure, lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, think on these things. But I'm just going to say it out loud for all the listeners, including my own life. Sometimes, Dr. Jantz, that's just hard to do when everything seems like it's going sideways, when everything seems haywire in our lives, thinking on the good, when it feels like all we're surrounded by is the negative and the bad. But I think a beautiful thing about who our God is, is that he truly is a God of the details. Uh, I've heard it said that the words fear not are mentioned in the Bible 365 times, a perfect reminder each and every day of the year that we should not, that we should not be afraid and we should be able to depend on God ultimately and that he brings true peace. I think that's what this passage in Philippians 4 is all about. So, mm. sir, can you just speak to that to our listeners today and help them understand how the true peace of God was initially intended for us from the very beginning, but also how God can become a cornerstone or the form foundation on which we can start to build this recovery journey from anxiety and stress as well. Oh, absolutely. And, and you, this is really what we have to build as the foundation so we can be success and really have a good plan that's sustainable. So one of the things that we need to do is find probably two, maybe three people that are super trustworthy that, that you can let in your inner circle, so to speak, and that are willing to pray for you. We want to speak the name of Jesus over you. We want to have those who really believe in your healing. They believe in your recovery. Um, but have your own little personal prayer team. And also, you need to be a part of praying for others as well. So yeah. um, where you're moving from you self-absorbed to service to others. So think about how can I also pray for others? Even if I don't feel it myself, I'm going to serve others. So always have that component. I'm going to seek trusted prayer warriors, people who are going to be a part of my prayer team, and I'm going to let them in and, and really um, find somebody, I'm going to say wise and wisdom, who can speak truth in your life. Um, we need somebody who's gone ahead of us who can shed some wisdom, um, and that's an important piece. The other is let's be accountable. If you've really struggled with anxiety and fear, it, it's, it's easy to kind of slide and um, be tempted. Um, but let's build in a system of accountability where uh, you're going to, if you're struggling or you feel like, man, I, I'm going to, I went back and I drank alcohol and I've, you know, whatever it is, um, where you're going to be accountable and speak the truth of your struggles. Uh, we have to have that in recovery and we're recovering from anxiety. So yeah. we need some accountability as well. So just a couple thoughts there. Mm, that's good. Relationships are key, right? Putting people yes. in our lives that will push us, that will um, challenge us, but also that will build us up and encourage us at the end of the day, like you're saying, and then accountability, always a key thing if we're trying to implement change within our daily lives as well. Dr. Jance, you know, what a blessing, first off, it's been just to be able to sit down with you, to have such an enlightening discussion revolving around the topics of both fear and anxiety. But what I love to do here on the Build Different Podcast is I love to kind of leave the door open for our guests 
to kind of share something that God has placed on their heart. And today specifically, I want you to speak to the individual that's listening that maybe feels overwhelmed. They feel afraid. They feel anxious. They do not like the unknown. They do not like uncertainty. But Dr. Jans, what would you share with us today that would hopefully spark some hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through their lives? Sure. One of the things is uh, to be overwhelmed, you'll feel isolated, you'll feel alone, you feel like, man, it's just me. Uh, be careful. Anxiety will speak lies. It, anxiety lies to you about who you are. Anxiety tells you that you're not lovable. Anxiety says you're unlovable, you deserve this, something's terribly wrong with you. So, anxiety will trigger feelings of shame so today uh we've got to speak truth and uh, but you can feel really overwhelmed um, but just remember anxiety is lying to you so we've got to go back to what is true and the other piece is don't carry it alone uh today can be every day i'm going to make i'll call them baby steps i'm going to make progress every day allow the time though for healing and for recovery and pray for wisdom Lord God, mm -hmm. show me what I need to know in order to really, really heal. What do I need to address in my life? Sometimes we're so um, overwhelmed with anxiety that we just, oh, Lord, free me of this. And that's okay. But also, mm -hmm. Lord, show me what I need to know. Show me what I need to learn. Uh, what do I need to do? And um, then I want you also to move to gratitude. Uh, start every day with two or three gratitudes. Start a gratitude journal. Uh, my wife went through cancer treatment seven years ago in the middle of chemo, in the middle of chemo, no hair, looking looking terrible. Um, mm. and, and she began um, a gratitude journal every morning, same chair, same place, um, would write gratitudes. And mm. I didn't really know what she was doing, but she's continued that for seven years. Wow. And, I asked her not long ago, how many gratitudes are you up to? It was 22,000, I forget, 22,000 something. Uh, 22,000 gratitudes, how do you even think <laughs> of all that? Um, but she said something that really stood out. She goes, I think God used gratitude as one of the things that saved my life. Mm. I go, wow, because gratitude begins to create optimism. And optimism, I start to see I have hope for my future. Right. And so uh, when you feel anxious, start a gratitude journal. Do it mm. when you can't even feel like doing it, but begin a process of thanking God. Mm, that's powerful, sir. Anxiety will speak lies, but today you're challenging us to replace that with God's truth and with gratitude each and every yes. day moving forward. Dr. Jantz, where can our listeners find out more about you and just all that you're doing when it comes to battling the front lines of this <laughs> mental health disaster that we're experiencing? Disaster is a good word. We're going to move to that or from that. Um, just visit aaplaceofhope.com, aaplaceofhope.com. Lots of, there's lots of good free resources as well. Um, got a wonderful uh, test there for uh, depression, and we'll send you out some free uh, things just to get you going. That's right. I challenge all of our listeners to go visit that website today. Dr. Jantz, I cannot thank you enough, sir. I hope you know that it is all love coming from myself, my family, <laughs> and all of us here at the yeah. American Association of Christian Counselors to you. Oh, it's, it's mutual. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks for being with us today. Hey, everybody. Man, what a powerful interview that was. And I think it was very educational, but then I liked how he was able to equip us and then at the end just encourage us on how we can take back our thought life. 
and really just fill it and replace it with positive truths. Something that I took away from the interview was when he said, anxiety robs us of joy and it steals our peace. And then at the very end there, he just reiterated that anxiety will speak lies, but he challenged us, right? To replace it with God's truth. So today, how I wanted to end it is just kind of remind you a little bit of who you are because of whose you are. Hopefully, this will just maybe breathe some life back into the person out there struggling or maybe even contemplating their worth and their value. Maybe somebody who's attaching to the negative thinking, those stinking thinking patterns that maybe you've created throughout your life. So I don't know who you are, but I want you to know, my friends, that the pain and the hurt that you've been through does not define you. You were actually made for so much more. And I want you to remember that your pain can become your greatest purpose if you let it. God is not done with you yet. You are so unique and you are wonderful and you are beautiful and God has a plan for your life. And my prayer for you today is that you would press in closer to a relationship with him now than you ever have before because you matter. I wanted to remind you of one of my favorite passages in scripture, which is found in Isaiah 43. And it reads this, fear not. For I have redeemed you, or I have chosen you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. My friends, you're not alone. And God is not done with you yet. And even when it's hard, I want to remind you that you're worth it. You guys, thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the Built Different Podcast.